Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, everyone, we're back in Zechariah. Our schedule today calls for us to to look at chapter 12, going from verse 1 to verse 5. And um, as we touched on yesterday, this is beginning a different kind of a section in Zechariah. He's now going to be talking about uh, something that uh, with a recurring recurring theme being the day of the Lord. And we'll see this um, woven throughout the remaining chapters of Zechariah. It is, we've been having a lot of strong images about God's judgment. Um, but now we are seeing a prophecy, a very powerful prophecy for uh, Old Testament times and New Testament times. This is a prophecy for us today as well. This is a prophecy that looks forward. It looks past the Old Testament through the New Testament and right into today and into our future. These are things that have not occurred yet, and so they're relevant to us today. So we'll start off, verse 1, the oracle of the word of the Lord concerning Israel. Now, this is, that's a pretty strong statement. This is like a, this is a, a powerful prophecy statement. It's, it starts off that way. Um, um, And it sets the tone. Thus declares the Lord. So, it's the word of the Lord. It's an oracle of the word of the Lord. And thus declares the Lord. McGee says, it, in no way there's any mistaking that this is not from the Lord, the Lord's word himself, what the Lord has said himself. This is true. This is what's going to happen. Who stretched out the heavens and founded the earth and formed the split of man within him, the spirit of man within him. So in other words, not only says that this word is from the Lord, 
of the Lord, spoken by the Lord, but also justifies God's sovereignty. The God who made the heavens, founded the earth, and formed man in his spirit. And again, behold, I am about to make Jerusalem a cup of staggering on all the surrounding peoples. That's what he's going to do. He's going to make Jerusalem this cup that if somebody drinks it, they're going to stagger. They're going to falter. They're going to be intoxicated. They're not going to be right. You try to take on Jerusalem... This is what God said He's going to do. How's He going to do it? He hasn't told us, but He has told us He made the whole universe. He's, he made all the heavens in the universe. And He formed the spirit of man. So, God's saying, I did all that. I am going to make Jerusalem something different in my plan for this world. The siege of Jerusalem will also be against Judah. On that day, I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. So, he is saying there's going to be a siege on Jerusalem. All these nations are coming against it. And then he says, on that day, there's going to be a day. There's going to be a day when God changes the plan. I will make Jerusalem something different, a heavy stone. He says he's going to make it like a cup of staggering, like a heavy stone for all peoples. And all who lift it will surely hurt themselves. You try to go against this stone, you try to move this stone, you're going to you're going to falter and you're going to get hurt harm will come to you and all the nations of the earth will gather against it and this may be the battle of armageddon or this this may be something where the nations are trying to you know they have been going against the nation Israel, all throughout history. Um, and I heard it said, I don't think there's been more one city in history that has been burned more than Jerusalem. I think more conquering nations have come in and conquered Jerusalem than any other place. Uh, even today, it's surrounded by nations that don't like it, that despise it. And even the nations, uh, many nations throughout the world f form these economic uh, pacts against um, the nation Israel. They form military um Packs against it, and um, it's not going to end. It's never going to going to stop. 
Verse 4, on that day, so, and this is another recurring theme, is on that day, this is the day that the Lord is going to raise His hand and change this program here. And it's been referenced as when Christ returns to reestablish His kingdom. On that day, declares the Lord, I will strike every horse with panic and its rider with madness. The people who are coming against Jerusalem, God will protect Jerusalem because He's now going to fight for Jerusalem. He will not let it be ransacked again, burn again. But for the sake of the house of David, I will keep my eyes open when I strike every horse of the peoples with blindness. God says, I'm going to keep my eyes on what's going on. Um, I'll be aware of everything. But the people who are going to be coming against Jerusalem are going to be panicked. The horses are going to be panicked. The rider with madness. And I will strike every horse of the peoples, every horse of the peoples with blindness. Verse 5, Then the clans of Judas will say to themselves, The inhabitants of Jerusalem have strength through the Lord of hosts, their God. It's interesting that he talks about the clans of Judah shall say to themselves, the inhabitants of Jerusalem have strength through the Lord of hosts, their God. Many, maybe some of these inhabitants aren't claiming God because they're saying their God. They're not saying our God. But God is going to protect Jerusalem and its inhabitants. In that day, this is when the Lord himself reestablishes his kingdom. So our schedule calls for us to stop here, and we will. Um, but this is a real powerful section. These are coming times, the end times in that day. God is sovereign, and he continues to work his will out through all human events and all human history. Even today for us, we are still under God's sovereignty, His will, His plan, His purpose for the whole world. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Zechariah, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1 all the way to verse 5. So this is the last division of the last major section. So we had in the first burden, the prophetic aspects connected with the first coming 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now is the prophetic aspects concerning the second coming of Christ. And in this chapter, we have the final siege of Jerusalem and the lifting of that siege. So the primary reason that this is such an important section of scripture is firstly, we must fit these prophecies into a program because, um, you know, they're so obvious that it is obvious that Zechariah is presenting uh, a program and the program of God. So in chapter 11, Zechariah showed us that, you know, he showed us the um, the true shepherd. He revealed the true shepherd. So the one who gave his life for the sheep, his rejected and was sold for a measly 30 pieces of silver. But, you know, our redemption was not purchased with silver or gold, but the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But, you know, Christ is... Christ in that day... Um, was sold for a very cheap price and you know he was the true shepherd he is the true shepherd and he is rejected and then there comes along a worthless shepherd as scripture states who um we identified as the antichrist that was in yesterday's study that after the church is removed um, after the interval in which the true shepherd is being presented to the world as the one who gave his life for the sheep. So we come now to the time when the worthless shepherd will present himself and he will be accepted and he will bring in the... He's going to usher in the great tribulation and... We find that Jerusalem, which is to become the capital of the earth where Jesus Christ will reign someday in the millennium, will be under attack by the Antichrist. And now um, it will be um, delivered. <clears throat> so the second uh, reason that this section is you know, has primary importance. Uh, this prophetic area <clears throat> right uh, through here um, is rejected, actually. This particular section area uh, is rejected more today by different expositors. Some Christian, some like fundamental Christians, some conservative Christians. It's actually re rejected by um, a number of uh, different expositors that we have um, a paranomic program presented here of God's purposes. So with this world and um, Israel in the future, some people, um, you know, border on sensationalization. And, you know, they tend to lift out, instead of reading the entire chapter, they tend to just lift out only certain statements of the section and try to fit it into today, which is wrong. You know, we ought to read the entire word of God, the entire section, in order for us to actually understand, you know, um, that God is giving us a paranomic program, a paranomic view of um, his program and plans. 
So these people, they tend to actually just lift out a particular section and fit it into today without considering, you know, the whole text. So hence distorting the message that, um, that's being communicated. So we have the great tribulation and Jerusalem under siege presented to us. And this is, uh, the time, um, Jeremiah called as Jacob's trouble. And we have this in Jeremiah 30 verse five, which reads, um, actually it's verse five through to seven. And it reads, for thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, O fear, and not of peace. And ask now and see whether the man is ever in labor with child. Uh, so why do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor and all faces turned pale? Alas, for the, that day is great so that none is like it. And it is the time of Jacob's trouble. He shall be saved out from it. And um, so Jeremiah wrote um, concerning, um, you know, the great tribulation period, you know, um, time of Jacob's trouble. And Daniel wrote concerning it in Daniel 12. Verse 1, which reads, At the time Michael shall stand up, the great prince shall stand watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never w was since there was a nation, even at that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered um everyone who is found written in the book okay so um the lord jesus christ spoke of this as well and identified it as the great tribulation period this time of trouble he uh, identified it as the great tribulation period and he said they had been nothing like it before and they would be nothing like it afterwards so whatever we're going through right now, it's not even, we haven't even felt what the great tribulation would be like. It's going to be a very hard time. And, you know, except those days were shortened uh, during the great tribulation and no flesh would actually survive it. So we have here the description of that particular period given to us and is presented to us like this. Verse 1 of... Um, Zechariah 12 reads the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. So here in this section, we have a particular emphasis on the statement of Zechariah over and over that he is not giving his own ideas. He is getting his authority from God, but he's actually say, he actually says, uh, it's coming directly from God. So there is a program presented here and it's a burden um it's a burden a prophecy a judgment of the word of uh the lord um 
you know, of sorry, of the of it's, it's actually word and prophecy judgment of the word of the Lord, says the Lord. So Zechariah is not speaking from without. So um, let me just read verse one again. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. That says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man. So here in this verse, we have three great statements here, which give to us a sublime description of God as the creator of the this universe and everything in it. So the first um, here, uh, the first great statement is his, the one that stretches forth the heavens. So the heavens declare the glory of God and show his handiwork um you know and all that's about all that's above and then the second statement is he lays the foundation of the earth so he's given particular attention to this um earth we live on he just didn't up and go and the third statement is he forms the spirit of man within him so man is different you know he is a different creation compared to anything on this earth so he is above anything that is on this earth, but he's not above the created intelligences. And they are created intelligences, the angels. That's, you know, that's the created intelligences that are angels. So this gives a glorious picture of God as the creator. So God is eminent in this universe. So he's working with a definite and positive action as far as this universe is actually concerned. And he's the one that has formed the spirit of man in, um, of man. He is, um, you know, God is, he is our omnipotent, uh, that's, uh, all powerful. He is the omniscient and that's all knowing God. So he's wisdom and knowledge. And um, that's who God is. He is actually wisdom and knowledge. Verse 2 goes on to read, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness, or a goblet, or a bowl, um, to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. So in this verse, Jerusalem is mentioned twice. And as we actually mentioned in our last study yesterday, Jerusalem is mentioned 10 times in this particular chapter. So here we have Jerusalem uh, becoming the center of the activity that will take place when the Antichrist takes over and it will become the center of um, attack and judgment. So God will make it, um, as scripture says here, um, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding people, uh, to all the surrounding peoples, when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And you know, this will actually take place when they shall be uh, in the siege against Judah and Jerusalem in the last days. That's when this will take place. So, this is a uh, futuristic prophecy. So, this time the Lord Jesus Christ called. The Great Tribulation um, period. So um, 
the interpretation for this section is not for today, but it will have a message and, and lesson for us today. So God will make Jerusalem a cup or a goblet um, of intoxication for those who are actually concerning themselves with it. So they will be... Um, uh, they will be um, sorry they will be staggering cause of it yeah those people who concern those nations and people who concern themselves with Jerusalem they will be staggering because of Jerusalem and all those fooling with Jerusalem shall get hurt that's what um, this verse is actually talking about verse 3 goes on to read and, all, and it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem um a very heavy stone for all peoples who would have it um who would ha who would heave it away sorry um will surely be cut into pieces though all nations of the earth are gathered against it so Jerusalem that's mentioned here is Jerusalem. When they mention Jerusalem, it's Jerusalem. And it becomes more clear, you know, uh, Jerusalem, that is actually the Jerusalem that's in Judah, not any other Jerusalem. So God will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. And uh, the reason this place um, will be so prominent in the last days as God is because God is actually running things. And... Um, you know, he's running things in that place. Verse 4 goes on to read, In that day, again, we have this statement in that day. That's the day of the Lord. Um, in that day, says the Lord, I will strike every horse with confusion and its rider with madness. I will open my eyes um, on the house of Judah and will strike every house and will sorry, and will strike every house of the peoples with blindness. So here, in other words, when the enemy comes against Jerusalem, God will deliver them, because when the enemy comes, the horse um, actually represents warfare. And when the horse goes blind and the rider mad, then there is confusion. Uh, verse five. Goes on to read, and the governors of Judah shall say in their hearts, The inhabitants of Jerusalem are my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. So Jerusalem, in that day, that's the day of the Lord, will become a refuge for God's people on earth. Okay, so this is our study for today. It's been an amazing and interesting study. Thank you all for listening and God bless you and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.